Welcome to Friday's show. Jason Aldean will be in later this morning. Always love hanging out with Jason. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Glad everybody's here. It is the final matchup in the food feud. This is it. Oh, wow. wow. Today's the very last matchup. Let's see who the food champion is. Here we go. The Bobby Bones Show. Food feud. Right. After 15 weeks, we have made it to the food feud championship. Man, so many things started out. Waffle House waffles, Olive Garden breadsticks, Cool Ranch Doritos, the DQ Blizzard, McDonald's fries, the Outback Bloomin' Onion, and that's just a few. And now it's time to find out once and for all who deserves the ultimate title of Food Feud Champion. Only one can be named. Let's meet our competitors. In the red corner, you know it's going to be a good day when it starts with one of these. Each bite is sweet. Each bite is chewy. Each bite is incredibly irresistible. About 190 calories. In the red corner, it's Krispy Kreme Donuts! (laughs) And in the blue corner, the food that aims to provide the taste of cinnamon toast in a crunch cereal format. The cereal consists of small squares. It's wheat and rice covered with cinnamon and sugar. 168 calories per serving. However, I have like three servings at once. (laughs) The taste you can see, it's cinnamon toast. Championship round. Amy, cinnamon toast crunch. I'm going cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. All the way. Eddie, this was a close match. I mean, it was definitely one that was a nail-biter till the very end. But at the end, it's with the best breakfast cereal ever, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm going Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah! Lunchbox? Guys, one of these items shouldn't even made it out of the first round. The Cinderella story ends today as we crown a champion that is deservedly the best (laughs) pound-for-pound cereal to ever walk the planet. Give me Cinnamon Toast Crunch! Morgan, what would you have picked? Well, I would not have done Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It would have been Krispy Kreme Donuts because they're so glazed and they just melt in your mouth. Ray? Yeah, in Big Brother, sometimes they throw a courtesy vote the other way. I'm going to go with y'all. It is Cinnamon Toast Crunch by a landslide, baby. Yeah. yeah! Pretty easy one. Well, there you go. Someone call the makers of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Tell them they just want a meaningless poll. <laughs> They'd be so proud. But that's the food champion of everything of every kind. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is there your were winner. a lot. And I, lo- I can't get enough Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So there Woo! they are. Oh, man. Uh, Amber in South Dakota is on the phone right now. Let's go over and talk to Amber. Hi, Amber. What's going on? Hi, studio. Good morning. 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 I I have a question. So I recently got engaged, and I was just wondering, out of those of you that are already married on the show, I was wondering what advice would you give, like maybe something that you've done for your wedding that you realized wasn't really necessary or something that you didn't do and looking back you wish you maybe would have done? It's a great question. I'm going to bow out of this one. I, I'm not married, so we'll go to Eddie first, who's been married the longest. I hate to say this because I'm probably putting someone out of a job, but we took a video. We hired a videographer. 
He did documented the whole thing. Guys, I feel like the last time I watched that video was probably the day we got back from our honeymoon. Like that was so cool. Never watched it again. But is it digital? It's still on VHS tape. No, nah, maybe a DVD. I'm sure it's. Maybe it's on a DVD, but really, man, I don't know where it is. We don't even talk about it. Who knows when we'll watch it? I think a nice gift would be to take that mm-hmm. and make it digital for your wife. Good call. Yeah, Legacy Box. Yeah, Dang. and Legacy Box does that. They take VHS tapes, they take old pictures, and they make them digital. So then maybe uh, I, that was bad advice. Can you find it? Yeah, I mean, I can look. It's st- We still have it. I just don't know where it is. We got our engagement video. Did you? Mm-hmm. That was quick. Last night. Yeah, I mean, the guy, he's my guy that I work with me all the time. So, yeah. But yeah, I would do that for your wife. Okay. For sure. Good idea. Thank I think you. That, and your kids will love to have that way later or your grandkids. They so take like, it back, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's bad advice. Take it back. <laughs> Hire that videographer. <laughs> I mean, it is bad advice. Um, I would say, man, just for me, my wedding was so fast. It seems like a blur. Um, but we've been talking about this with Ray's wedding and whether or not you see the groom or the bride before. And, I, I we opted to take pictures before, but looking back, I kind of wish we would have kept it a little bit more traditional and not. Lunchbox? Don't waste your money on dumb things. Like, don't put your names on the napkins. Don't give out little <laughs> treats at the end with M&Ms with your name on it. That's extra money, but people don't care. You can just give them M&Ms. You don't have to put your names on them for an extra $10 per M&M. It's just stupid. They're so cute, though. It's just dumb. It's a waste of money, and no one remembers it. Like, you don't remember that I gave out koozies at the end of the wedding? No, no one cares. Did you really? Well, Did I, you? I don't use koozies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everybody does these cool things, put their names on the napkins. It's a waste of money. I actually like that. I mean, it's for the person that's yeah. giving them out more than it is the person that's uh, getting I them. I like that, too. But <laughs> all the yeah. advice is terrible. <laughs> no, my advice is home run. I know. Like, like, Don't listen We guys. gave out a thousand of those super bouncy balls that you get for a quarter outside of Walmart, and nobody even brings it up to me anymore. Because <laughs> people like, probably use the koozie at home. You just don't know it. I don't no. know, though. Koozies, I didn't get one. You, you lose koozies every day. You don't need to put your name on it. You can give a koozie, but don't put your name on it. Amber, we've helped you with nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I, I think we just wasted your time. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, did but, you gain anything? Actually, so my fiancé is actually looking at doing koozies. Oh, with our God. Name on it. Um, however, however, I was considering getting, like, handled mason jars and then using the circuit to put, or the cricket, the cricket thing to put, like, are like in vinyl putting our name on it but then you can drink out of it at home like a cool little cup as, i don't know as long as you're doing it money. for you and the money that you're spending is because you want this impression great no one else is going to take it and have it and treasure it forever except maybe your parents yeah but that's it it's about you and if you love it and it's for you do it and don't worry about it yeah that's good advice that's good advice yeah, the guy's not married yet. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. Good advice. No, but I mean, you do that I all think time. we would Good all advice. say that. Like, if it's. Well, we didn't. Like, if you're going to do it, do it for Eddie you. was like, I wouldn't even hire a preacher. <laughs> Just do it yourself. I wouldn't even Eddie's have like, a wedding dress. I get my impressions mixed up. Eddie's like, I wouldn't even hire a preacher. <laughs> get your uncle to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's wedding is just so different. That's true. And like, do it. My advice would be do it. Your way. Do it your way, not what you think is going to make the guests Um, happy. Yeah. Thank you, Amber. I hope you have an awesome day. And you as well. Thank you. Our favorite Friday game. It's time for easy trivia. Let's go. These are the easiest trivia questions I could possibly ask. Second, third graders know the answers to these but will the morning show know? Amy, Lunchbox, Producer Eddie, Morgan, you're all playing. 
The last one alive is the winner of Easy Trivia. All right. Question number one. Amy, how many bases are on a baseball field? Talk it out. Okay, first, second, third, and then home plate. So, four. Four is correct. Nice. Lunchbox, in which game do you receive $200 when you pass go? Oh, Monopoly. Nice. Eddie, what fruit... Does SpongeBob live in? Oh, he lives in a pineapple under the sea. Correct. Morgan, which bird can learn to mimic humans in speech? A parrot. Correct. You're all on in the second all round. Right. Woo, nice easy. job. It's super easy. Yeah. Next up, Amy. A little harder, but still not hard at all. The sun <laughs> sets in which direction? It sets. You don't know this? I do. I'm just making... It's easy trivia, so it's easy to get messed up, but it's the West. Is that your answer? Yes. Correct. Lunchbox, how many inches are in a foot? Oh, that would be 12. Correct. Eddie. Come on. How many states make up the contiguous United States? Excuse me? How many states make up the contiguous United States? That's like the original? (laughs) (laughs) Contiguous? Oh, oh, like the regular United States. Not like, uh, what are you talking about? What do you mean by regular? I don't know. I have no idea what this question means. <laughs> oh, I don't think he gets help. No? Yeah. How many states make up the contiguous United States? So, like, maybe the ones that are all together, not like Hawaii and Alaska? Or are we talking territories? Puerto Rico and... And an answer. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's just go with 48. Correct. Morgan, what comes after a million and a billion? A trillion. Correct. Everybody's in the next round. Okay. Nice job. You're all, right. all surviving. Oh. All right. You guys got to stop with the possum playing. Yes. No, it's not possum. Okay. Amy, what are the three states of matter? <laughs> I don't know. Is that the liquid, solid, air? You have to answer a question, not say, is it this? What is your answer? I don't know the correct terms, but liquid, solid, air. Do you accept air, Mike? Why? It's not the same. um, Sorry, it's solid, liquid, and gas. Yeah. I'm sorry you've been eliminated. Whatever. It's rough, Amy. Only three remain. Lunchbox, what's the name for the holes on the moon's surface? Uh... In the moon's surface? Craters. Correct. Eddie, what's the bird that lives in Antarctica and cannot fly? Oh, that's a penguin. Correct. Morgan, what's the nearest planet to the sun? <laughs> Earth. Oh. oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Is that not right? K-State, baby. K-State. What do you, what do you oh, think? Oh, Eddie, the, contiguous. What do you yeah, think? Don't even, okay? He did get it right, though. Morgan, what do you think the order of the planets are from the I sun? If you just had to guess. From the planet? I don't even From know. the sun. Go ahead. First is Earth. Okay. Second. Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay, good. Next. Saturn. Saturn. One more. Venus. Yep, nailed it. Except none of them were right. <laughs> the answer is Mercury. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto's the dwarf planet. Oh, you know what? We're the Thank third rock. Thank you for the, the, yes. the lesson. Right. You know, I know. That. Joe Diffie. <laughs> Diffie. Oh, yeah, and the show. The show. Yeah. I just thought of that. Morgan, you've been eliminated. That's fine. <laughs> Lunchbox. I mean, Amy, how's it make you feel? that You've lost to her. 
And she thought Earth Go was cats. the first planet. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, I just, I was trying not to spend too much time. I think eventually I would have come around to gas, mm. but I'm, I'm also annoyed sometimes when Lunchbox does it, so I'm trying not to do it. Lunchbox, I, I don't understand why it's all me. Everybody does no, it. No, you play possum like nobody no, plays possum. Yeah, because do. we don't know if you're real. It's like you're like the boy who cried wolf with it. Maybe sometimes you are struggling, but so many times you're not. How many continents are there in the world, Lunchbox? Seven. Eddie, what kind of shape is a stop sign? What's the shape? Oh, that is an octagon. Correct. What do you call a baby lion, Lunchbox? A what? A baby lion. I didn't know they were different than a lion. Um, um, a cub. Correct. <laughs> Woo! Eddie, who founded Microsoft? <laughs> that would be Bill Gates. Correct. We're down to two. We're getting a little harder now. Lunchbox, how many colors are there in the rainbow? Roy G... Biv, isn't that how red, blue, <laughs> green, yellow? What is the Biv? What is the violet? Five? The answer is seven. Roy is red, orange, yellow. G is green. Oh. Biv is blue, indigo, violet. Oh, see? Yeah. Eddie for the win. Come on. Who is credited with discovering electricity? Oh, I thought you were going to say America. Uh, electricity would... Wait, wait, wait. Light bulb is Thomas Edison. I was going to say Thomas Edison. That's why you got to take your time a little bit, Amy. Um, Benjamin Franklin, because the the kite. Benjamin Franklin is correct. Eddie is our winner. Yeah! There he goes. There he goes again. Woo! The smartest one of the crew. Yeah, right, I mean, sometimes. Right. It depends on the Friday. Well, it depends it on de- it depends on the day. All right, I've won. Hey, you know what? I will say though, it's harder being fast at it and not doing all Thank those dumb you. questions. Like, is it? That makes it harder. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> We're done. Fun fact Friday. Let's go. Let's count them down. Here we go. Number five. So squirrels hibernate so hard. That you could juggle them without waking them up. Yeah, I Kate, mean, Caitlin does too. You shouldn't. She sleeps so hard. <laughs> you shouldn't juggle the squirrels, yeah. but the fun fact is you could. Huh. They mean? sleep so hard you could pick them up and they wouldn't when even know. When they're hibernating. Didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Okay. Number four. So sticking with the animal theme here, without bats, we wouldn't have tequila because tequila comes from the agave plant, which is pollinated by bats. Huh. B-b-b-bats. All well, your friends. Rain makes corn. Corn, corn, corn makes, makes whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey. whiskey. whiskey, whiskey makes my baby. Whiskey. Yeah. So, tequila makes so. my baby turn into a psycho. Oh, I'm just doing the <laughs> no. other, the rest of the song that didn't no. get recorded. Uh, yeah. Bats make tequila. Number three. The word duds and milk duds came about because the company that created them tried to make them perfectly round, but they found out it was impossible. So all of them wound up being duds. It's funny. <laughs> Because they're never perfectly round. (laughs) Number two. Do you know the most played song in the 2000 to 2010 time frame? Most played song, period. It must be something weird. Gangnam Style. No, that is a good one. We probably played that a lot. Oh, you mean on the radio? I just thought around the world. I was thinking of something that we played in America and they played in Asia. U.S. radio. U.S. radio song 2000 to 2010. It was played more than 1.2 million times. Wow. Maybe a Christmas song? Does it have a theme? Is it like a theme song? Like- I'm just saying people either love this band or they don't. Okay, oh, so it's got to be Nickelback, how you remind me. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like 
People most... only hate Nickelback because they, they're just been overexposed to them. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. Maybe because their song was the most and played song. how many song. times was it played after 2010? None. <laughs> Eddie is such a Nickelback <laughs> hater. There's no reason for you to hate Nickelback. I know. I just do. Yeah, that's America. You don't know why. You just do. Because you've been told to do that. Number one. So Buzz Aldrin, he wasn't the first man to walk on the moon. Obviously, that was Neil Armstrong. But get this. He was the first person to pee on the moon. That's cool. <laughs> he peed into a special One bag. small leak for man. <laughs> <laughs> he peed into a special bag in his suit when he was out on the moon, so that made him. First oh, he didn't that. pee on the moon. Oh, no, because I different. don't think you you whip that out in space. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got some space dust on my Jimmy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Wait, which speaking of, have you? Do you have an update on away? The update is we watched the finale, and I go, huh? Because away is on Netflix. It's Hillary Swank. We watched the finale. They're going to Mars. Yeah, it's the first human mission to Mars. And they have to leave for three years. And The final episode finishes, and I was like, okay. I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't think the final episode was like a big cliffhanger closer episode, whatever. And then I was like, well, that's it. So we we spent all our time watching the show. And we're like, well, maybe we'll watch season two when it comes out. Not sure if it's going to be picked up or not. And as the show is ending, you know, it goes to like a recommended series on Netflix. And so we kind of had our moment of going, ah, that was good. And then it goes, boom, next episode. We thought it was only eight episodes or ten. So we watched the eight thinking that was the finale. (laughs) And we're like, you know what? I've seen better finales. (laughs) It just kind of ends. We were like, it was just really didn't go anywhere. There was no conclusion. Funny. So we have one more episode to watch. Oh, okay. But we finished it. We were like, how about that? It's just okay. (laughs) We were like, that's one of the weaker finales I've ever seen, though. Fun fact Friday. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Miley Cyrus is on Dolly Parton's new Christmas album, and she shared in a recent interview how Dolly reached out to her for their collaboration. Dolly faxed her, but Miley didn't have a fax machine. She actually got it on her father, Billy Ray Cyrus's fax machine. You can see the interview at bobbybones.com. Lots of new EPs and albums out today. Runaway June's When I Think About Christmas. Trace Adkins, Ain't That Kind of Cowboy, Matt Stell's Better Than That, Parker McCollum's Holloway Gold, and Tanya Tucker's Live from the Troubadour. I'm Morgan Number 2, that's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Sam Gifford is a senior in high school and he's out walking along the Mississippi River taking his senior pictures when he hears, Help! Help! And they're like, what is that noise? Help! And they go and they find an older gentleman. He was out looking for his drone, had fallen off an embankment. Wow. 60 feet down the side of the cliff, hanging on. And they ran and got help. And the firefighter came and used a pulley system to get the guy up. Wow. That's wow. Good. That's good. I, I have a drone at my house still that I've never opened that Amy's husband gave me. I'm afraid, because sometimes I'll still do this thing where if I have like a nice shirt, I won't wear it because I don't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't wear it, because I don't want to ruin it. It never gets worn. So, ne- so I'm just like, I don't want That's too nice. You might break it. I, or I don't want to get a stain on it. <laughs> Same thing with a drone. Entry. I won't yeah. even take it out of the box because I might break it. Yeah. But if I don't get it out of the box, it just it's a paperweight. Uh, Pretty cool, though. You got to fly that thing. I will fly it right into a tree. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> or a house. Or into somebody. Uh, or some water. It has a camera, I think. Does it? Oh, neighbor shot. <laughs> that's oh. exactly where your <laughs> okay. mind goes. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. 
This story comes to us from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Two men were leaving an establishment Tuesday night when they decided to have a dance-off. Mm. And Terrence does his dance, and he gets a louder applause from the crowd. So the guy pulls out a knife and stabs him in the stomach. I get it. Oh, jeez. Terrence beat me, too. I Who knows what, what links I would go to. Where was this dance-off? I just said in the parking lot of a grocery store. In a, nice. Wow. They just really must love to dance. <laughs> if that's how they choose to settle a dispute. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hate was, the guy got stabbed, but what a great way. If we could just all have dance-offs. Right. <laughs> yeah, Terrence and the guy pushing the shopping cart, they got in a dance-off. Terrence won. The other guy stabbed him. That's Dang. it. That's it. I'm and how many people surrounded them to cheer? If one what? guy got a lot. You guys never did this in middle school? Maybe in oh, middle two school. two people were mad at each other, and they're like, oh, we called it comp. Comp, comp, comp. What? And they would dance off, and we would- They would a- dance? You oh, would dance? Are you living in a, living in a TV show or people a movie? People would fight back in my school. Yeah, they, That's they, how we, they fought, by dancing. It was awesome. <laughs> Is that yeah. some movie you've seen? Are no, you kidding? This was my like, life, guys. It was <laughs> amazing. or something? And I even wanted to get mad at people just so I can dance. I never danced. <laughs> Wow. Well, let's take a turn. <laughs> All, All right, right. Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I expected to come in today and be showered with gifts. Well, we got you something. Today yeah. is National Bosses Day. Oh, you did? I was just yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really did? Are you ready? Hey, that's what we yeah. do, man. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Before you bring it in. Yeah. Lunchbox, what is it? Are you? <laughs> if you're like, that's what we do, because I have a feeling, I didn't know this was happening, but I have a feeling you have, you're not involved in this at all. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? you called him out. Do you know what this is? Yeah. Were you a part of it? Yep. Did you chip in money? Yep. NLR. NLR. You did? Yep. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He is. Don't He's look at me. I don't Michael, know. I, to, I trust him now. I, I gave Scuba the credit card and everything. You gave him the credit card? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, can you bring me some cash? Did you? So I got a Venmo. And you paid him how much? I can't tell you that because then you'll know how much it costs. Okay. Well, I was wrong to, to doubt Yeah, I mean, honesty. I figured everybody else was going to do it, so I had to. Hey, whatever it takes. Okay, well, let's go, baby. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Here we go. Are you guys going to hit me? Three, two, one. Hey! Happy Bosses Day to you. Happy Bosses Day to you. It is a Snickers bouquet. Let me read the card. I bet it's a poem. Happy Bosses Day to you. Well, the poem is we're going to do that live on the air right now. (laughs) And Amy, go. (laughs) Dear Bobby. It's a Snickers bouquet with candy in the bottom. Ah, thank you, guys. That's very nice. You're welcome. Yeah, we know you. You know we love you. How much did you give for this? Like a dollar? Lunchbox? It's your part? No, well, if if you want to know the truth, divided by all of us, that's 30 bucks. So it's like three bucks a person. (laughs) Not bad. So I wasn't that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, guys. Are those peanut M&M's? Peanut butter? You can have whatever you want. I'm not eating candy. What? You're not eating all that? I can't eat candy right now. But thank you. You're, you're welcome. You guys, yeah, yeah, guys I mean, why don't you guys? What have, a terrible gift, bosses! That you can't stop me. Can't even eat. I mean, you could have come on. You could have got him fruit. Let's try eating fruit. I mean, a yeah. bag of oranges. I mean, who did hey, the shopping? Hey, that's not true. He says he eats a little bit of chocolate after every meal, so it'll be there for him. Well, thank you, guys. That'll last you all year. Today is National <laughs> Bosses Day. I will give you the fictional boss. You tell me the TV show. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Write your answer down. Tell me the TV show. Michael Scott. He is the boss of Dunder Mifflin. <clears throat> what TV show? On the count of three, say your answer out loud. One, two, three. The, the office. office. Nice. Everybody's in. 
Don Draper, the boss of Sterling Cooper Advertising Agency. Don Draper. Are we saying on three? You will. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. Madden. Wow. Never seen it. Me either. But you got it right. Yeah. Makes me miss it. Mr. Burns, the boss of the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. One, two, three. The Simpsons. Nice. Mr. Krabs of the Krusty Krab. Mr. Krabs of the Krusty Krab. One, could be two, three. Spongebob. Spongebob said my name is Earl. He has been eliminated. Interesting. It is Spongebob Squarepants. I've never seen that in my life. I mean, two people remain. Gustavo. From Los Polos Hermanos. Los, Los Pollos. There we go. Los Pollos Hermanos. Eddie and Amy, one, two, three. Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Nice. Gustavo Frank. Mm-hmm. Next up, Liz Lemon, boss of The Girly Show with Tracy Jordan. Liz Lemon. She's the boss of The Girly Show with Tracy Jordan. What? Hold on. Here we go. One, what it, two, what is that? Three. Comedy Saturday Night Live. I don't know. Thirty Rock. Uh, That's close. what I'm thinking of with um, Tina Fey. That's, That's what I'm so thinking of. What it's called. All right, we're okay. all back. Shoot. No, we're not. <laughs> you two are still in. My win. <laughs> Here we go. Leslie Nope, the deputy director of Pawnee, Indiana. Leslie Nope. The what? The director, deputy? The deputy director of Pawnee, Indiana. Do you know it? I think. I don't know. It's a guess. One, two, three. Parks and uh, Rec. First of all, I knew it went la la la. To, blo- what, why to block you- out your answer. That's all that was. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Parks and Rec. Nice move, Amy. Respect. What was the goal? I hope I would go like, well, I couldn't hear either one of you, so we'll go to the next one. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Ah. Is that Amy Poehler? Is she the yeah. boss in that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a J- hilarious show. Jason Aldean coming up in just a little bit here on the Bobby Bones Show as part of the Friday morning conversation. You guys can leave us a voicemail at any point at night, the weekends. 877-77-BOBBY. Here you go. Hey, Bobby. I was calling to ask for some advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for nine years. And before you kind of freak out, uh, we got together when we were 17 and 18. So um, I know he's going to propose soon, but I thought that your proposal was so beautiful. You put so much thought and effort into it. How do I hint or get my boyfriend to put so much thought and effort into the proposal as you did? I think you have to base your expectations of the proposal on what he has been doing for you forever. He needs to elevate it a bit. But if he's a guy that doesn't put a lot of thought into that part of your relationship, I don't think you can expect a lot there. And there's nothing wrong with that because he probably puts parts into other parts, thought into other parts of the relationship. So I hope you don't hear mine, which is like, let's be honest, a bit of a fairy tale. Oh, stop. And <laughs> because I don't want people basing 
I don't. I would hate for Caitlin to base my reactions on other ways that people are better at relationships than I am. We all have our strengths. That happens to be mine, surprising and putting thoughts into big moments. At times, I'm not the best at, at intimacy, meaning saying how I feel. And maybe he is. And so I would hate for her to compare me. So I would say do not base your entire proposal and how you feel about it on if he was prepared and went through, jumped through hoops. Love him for who he is. Hopefully he'll put a little effort into it. And if he puts effort all the time, then yeah, expect big stuff. But if this is not a specialty, don't worry about it. Like let him, let him do his thing. Yeah. How you feel? Oh, I would just say too, comparison is the thief of joy. So when you would if, say that, or you heard that, yeah, is you that just your made quote? that up. No, no, that it's not really my quote. Good. I don't know okay. who said oh, it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying a quote. Legit. I don't know. I think it's unknown. But I would say that to you right now because if you're gonna compare anything to other people's experiences, it's it's really difficult. It's you're not gonna enjoy, like Bobby was saying, what else he can do for you. And who knows, he might do something totally amazing. But if you have Bobby's in the background and you have it on a pedestal, then it might not seem as amazing. And I would say Jack Spratt would eat no fat. And his wife would eat no lean. I wasn't saying you I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just, say. Hey, hey shout out to Theodore Roosevelt for coming up with is that. that, that? Is that, is that I Amy? Amy go, and it's unknown. Amy. I didn't know. So sorry. Golly. Right, Amy's I can't even Google it. Amy, uh, no, I'm not. Amy's what? Amy's pile is coming up next. It is? It is. No. Did you come up with this one? Did you make up all the stories yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to come out that way. I just, We're just kidding with you, Amy. Golly, guys. Golly, guys. I wasn't taking credit oh, for it. I just wanted to make sure I yeah. said it to her and I'm sorry I said it like I mean I would just say whatever if you're planning a wedding so you can getting married <laughs> I'm going to tell you what you need to be doing if you want guests to feel safe there you okay. got to have something and then a country artist got a vasectomy all right thank you Amy Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Tyler Hubbard and his wife Haley, they are done having children of their own. Tyler got a vasectomy. Wow. Big deal. I can't wait for that song. (laughs) Yeah, baby. I got a vasectomy. I got a -a (laughs) vasectomy. They are leaving the door open for adopting sometime in the future. So And you can always untie those things. You can reverse those. Well, and, and I think say. it's easier for the guy to get it. However, Eddie didn't get it. I did not. My wife got her tubes tied. But because you, that's what you said had to be done, right? No, no, no. She you, was. You, you demanded it, right? No. Yeah. And you say you were walking away. She had a C-section. And the doctor was like, hey, usually people do this when they have a C-section because it's easy. We're already there. And then you're like, well, if you're already there. That's, that's what I said. Like, go ahead, doc. Doc. Okay, <laughs> what else? <laughs> So this woman in Santa Monica, California, she owned a spa and she was able to get her hands on some N95 masks early on in the pandemic and she hoarded them. Then she sold them for more than 1,100% over the asking price and now she's looking at up to a year in prison for price gouging. You can't put someone in jail for that. Find them a little bit of money, make them do some public service. We already have too many folks in jail. Yeah. And not for that. But what did like, she what steal? For? What did she steal? She just price gouged. Yep, yeah, yeah, right. yep, yep, yep. She just price gouged. Because she bought them for Which a- she should be in trouble for. But if she goes to jail for that, that is an absolutely wrong decision to make. Yeah. But they have to set some sort of a precedence, like... Okay. Right? Well, the precedent is... We're not going to put people in jail for dumb things. We're just going to charge them money and make what them about- stand on an orange jumpsuit and cl- pick up trash. Yeah. 
What is this different than what? Like the college scandal? Nope. It's still breaking. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a lot bigger. Bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, you're talking about the uh, Full House people? Mm-hmm. Where they lied and got their daughters into college and then paid. Yeah, it's more money, different. Same thing. You know, should they really go to jail? Should that go to jail? Not really. Just take all their money. Yeah, but or a lot of they're in money. like a fancy jail. Yeah, yeah it's nicer than our houses. Yeah. <laughs> right, what else? 70% of people, heads up, Bobby, listen to this, say that they are going to weddings, but only if there's a health and safety plan way in advance. They know about it before they RSVP. Our wedding is forever away. However, we will have everybody tested and have results the night before if there's not a vaccine by then. We've already talked about this. Oh, wow. So everyone will get... You can't come into the wedding if you don't have a test. That's it. So... Because we don't want anyone else to feel like they could get sick at the wedding. Do people go get the test or y'all are well, providing we'll, the we'll test? We'll provide them. That's so That's nice. Legit. We're six months out and I have no idea how we're getting them. <laughs> but I feel like it's... Cool. Like now I could get them, but it would be a little... You can get them, it just costs a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that is the plan. That's that'll that's that's definitely a health. It's and weird. Plan that's in the budget. Work. Honestly, we talked about it. Yeah. You have to. Put, so I want yeah. people to feel safe that everybody just got tested the day before, and then you still, if there's not a vaccine, you still, even though the tests just happened, you're not completely sure. You're just mostly sure. And you're saying that if someone tests positive, they're at the door. Sorry, turn no. around. You can't come in. Of yeah, no. Legit. Don't That's even come awesome. to the door. Listen, you know what my kids' school does? They have this app, and you enter stuff into the app. We te- check temperatures every day, do all the things, and then once you enter it in, you get a green light on the app. And when you drop the kids off, you show the That's green cool. light. And then if the light is red, eh-eh, you can have people show their green yeah, but that's just answering questions. Do you have a cough? Well, yeah, but I'm clicking no. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're doing real tests. All right, Amy, is that it? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So 10 years ago, this woman started working at Bay State Medical in Springfield, Massachusetts as a janitor. She knew she wanted to be in healthcare, possibly a nurse, but the best thing she could do was just surround herself with it and observe and see what it was like. So she started cleaning at the hospital. Then she started going to nurse school at night. Then she got her nursing degree, and now she is back there 10 years later, a nurse at the same hospital she used to clean. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what it's all about. Small steps. That was Tell Me Something Good. By the way, there will be an employee of the month. I'll be giving that award out in about two weeks. Yes. No way. Employee of the month? That's cool. Will we start doing that every month? Yeah. So I will be giving an employee Did we get our picture month. hung on the wall? I will. All I'm saying right now is I will be giving employee of the month coming up at the, the top of the month, which will be the November 2nd. So, so hey, hey, you guys do what you want to do. No, I'm going to do an extra. Right. Yeah. So the first ever Bobby Bone Show Employee of the Month, November 2nd. Okay. Next week, Lunchbox goes to the murder house. Yeah. As we're looking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Driving 10 hours to what town in Iowa? Vasella, Iowa, something like I, I don't know how to say saying that wrong. I, I don't know how to say it. Sorry. And do you need anything for the trip? Yeah, I, I think I need supplies. Like, I, I need some uh, sleeping bags. Because I don't want to sleep in the beds that these people were killed in in their rooms. Like, that just seems weird to me. So I'm going to have to sleep on the floor in, like, the living room. So I'm hoping, you know, Bass Pro Shop could hook me up with that. I'm going to need a lantern because I don't think there's electricity in the house. So I need- Surely there's electricity in the house. 
Scuba, can you find out what the situation is there living-wise? Yeah, I believe he's right. There is an electricity in the house, but they have a back house that has electricity. Yeah, but I'm not staying in the back house. That's what I'm saying. So I need a lantern or some flashlights. I have a lantern and flashlights. And I have sleeping bags. Perfect. There we go. What else do you need? Uh, I need probably some warm clothes. If they're, it's probably cold in Iowa. You don't you own those. warm clothes. Listen, it gets I, winter. I here. don't have ghost-proof clothes. I Neither figured, do we. There's listen, no such thing. I'm just saying I need to be protected, and so maybe a tent. Maybe I can put a tent up I have in the a living tent. room. I'll get you one of those. Okay. So it, I was do you hoping, need snacks. I need snacks. I need. I mean, who's going with you? Well, <laughs> I have narrowed it down to one person, and my cousin is flying in to go with me. You're taking your cousin. Yeah. Which one? His name is Andrew. <laughs> and we he know said, Andrew. He, he said the rational part of him is not scared. The irrational part of him is freaked out and scared the ghosts are going to haunt him for the rest of his life. So when do you leave? We leave Tuesday. And you spend the night? Tuesday night. And, and you we come, come back, back Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. And this house is where six people were murdered? I think seven. Yeah. With axes. <laughs> and people report ghosts being there all the time. Yes. There's paranormal activity. In case you're wondering. Days until Lunchbox goes to the ex murderer ghost house. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> How many days have we been counting down? Uh, like 650. 2014, yeah. we started this bit. Ray was like 425 days until. <laughs> well, next week you go. Yeah. Are you nervous? Yeah, hey, I'm nervous. Like, I, I, I'm just freaked out. I hope I don't bring the ghost back to Ray's wedding. Let's go over to Amy now and get the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. Speaking of ghosts, uh, what does a panda ghost eat? That's going to be dirty. <laughs> Speaking of ghosts. <laughs> what are you wearing, ghost? <laughs> Why did that sound so weird? I don't weird? know. What, what do panda ghosts eat? Bamboo. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny. That was the morning corny. I've heard the saying that happiness is having something to look forward to. Around the room, what's each person looking forward to, Amy? I'm looking forward to Christmas. Wow. For sure. I don't know what we're going to be able to do, but I hope that I'm we're with family in some way, shape, or form. And it's just such a special time to relax and unwind and be together. I'm looking forward to Ray's wedding. That's a good one. Like, my guy's getting married, finally. Yeah! So let's go. Get dressed up. Celebrate our guy. Yeah, it's going to be more enjoyable than nerves. A lot of people keep saying, oh, are you worried about I mean, I honestly think it's going to be easy breezy. I I do national radio on a daily basis. I'm not nervous standing in a church next to somebody I love with all my friends. Are you guys saying your own vows? No, no, no. Uh, fiance didn't feel comfortable doing it, so I said, whatever you want. I would have done something very creative. I usually am pretty good with my words, but she said <laughs> she'll probably be nervous, mm-hmm. so she just wanted to, I get, you know, go very general. What do you think you would have said? Uh, it just said how we met, going through the cancer battle. Uh, there was never a doubt that she was going to survive that, and then I knew she was the one I wanted to marry. And I would, I would have really just summed up the eight years and as short a time as possible, not to, like, bore you guys, but then to say... That I knew the second she walked down the aisle. I mean, that's gonna be my wife forever. You knew the second she walked down the aisle. Like that, you didn't wedding know day. Before that? You didn't know before really? Then? That's weird. That's when you realize. You don't. I mean, even, so a, that means you don't even know right now because <laughs> you haven't walked down the aisle. But you're really Uh-oh. good at choosing your words. By the way, <laughs> so I have some holes in it. I probably yeah, would have ratcheted yeah. it up a little bit. There's a hole in that plot. <laughs> 
Uh, what are you looking forward to, Ray? I'm assuming you're the same as mine. Yeah, wedding. All my family's <laughs> going to be in town. Uh, sister, my parents, my grandma is going to get on a plane for the first time. My Wow. Aunt. Yep. That's big. Yeah. And, and she's got to wear a full PPE bodysuit probably too. Yeah, and I believe she's uh, pumping 90 too. So. And she about broke her leg, but she's going to make oh. in that chapel, dang it. This should be a reality show. Yeah, it yeah. should. She's 90 with a broken leg coming through Corona. Pumping yeah. 90. Yeah, pumping 90. <laughs> Eddie? Oh, you know, my brother's coming to town. He's moving to Philadelphia, and he's driving through Nashville. He hasn't been here in, oh, gosh, I don't know, six years. Don't even know where I live, so I'm excited to see him for a couple of days. I'm looking forward to that. Lunchbox? I'm, I'm looking forward to the murder house. Are you really? No, I just, I mean... <laughs> I, I, you, you took Ray's wedding. I mean, it's gonna be a night out without the kids and free alcohol. I mean, it's gonna be great. Free alcohol at your place? Yeah, uh, I've been told beer. There's gonna be all kinds of an assortment of wine, and then also hard seltzers, baby. Yeah. Of course. Is that the most expensive part of a wedding when you have to buy alcohol for everybody? It's yeah. a lot. Her pops said it's in the thousands. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Did you guys do open bar? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We didn't have hard liquor though. We did. We had kegs of I don't know different kind of beer, Shiner, Bach, and good, some yeah, good that's stuff. What we did too, and then kegs. we had wine, red and white. We're gonna have so much sparkling water at mine. Yeah, and limes. People are gonna be <laughs> sparkling drunk. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, wait. No, wait. Well, you're having an open bar, right? I mean, for your I, guests. I, we haven't talked about it. I'm not talking about my wedding until I have to raise. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. we can pile on. And then we're we trying can... to steal his thunder. Ray, <laughs> this is this is all about Ray. <laughs> The Friday Morning Conversation with Jason Aldean. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you. That's it. Are you a watch guy? Uh, How many watch? Because I just bought like my first watch. I'm, I want to be a little more adult, and I didn't own a watch. Well, m- normally the ones that I wear are G-Shocks because you can't really mess them up. Yeah. Because I have some nice watches, and I just always seem to scratch the faces on them. So um, I typically wear a G-Shock. I just, you know... Thought I'd be a little classier today and wear a nice watch for you guys. It just screamed class when you walked yeah, in. I know, I know. How you been? I'm good, man. I, I see the pictures of your house. all. The, I mean, I, I'm fascinated with your house. I haven't been over to it, but I see it online all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, we you know spent so much time building it and kind of getting ready to move in, and, and it's like one of those things you think is never going to happen. And, uh, and then you finally get a chance to get in there and get settled, man. It's just nice to, you know, after... I guess about two years of, of going back and forth to different houses, just, just trying to, you know, like rental houses and things like that, just trying to get in our place. And finally to, to be able to get in there, get settled. And, uh, you know, I had clothes that I hadn't seen in two years, you know. So when we moved in, I was like, felt like I had a whole new wardrobe and all kinds of new shoes and stuff. So it's, it's cool. What's it like to have rooms you haven't even been into yet and discover yet? Because I'm sure there's still like a whole, every month you, you discover a new room. No, it's it, actually when we were, kind of designing this house and building it, that was my one thing is I wanted to make sure that everything was kind of functional, you know, and every room we were would use. I mean, we didn't have a lot of wasted space in the house. and um, So we actually use everything, man. I mean, we – I can't really think of one room that, that we have that is that doesn't get used a lot. So um, that was kind of one of my big things was I don't want to, you know, build this house and just – it just looks – cool but you don't use any of it you know it's so um so it it all gets used pretty pretty well you have a studio in your house no man i i'm one of those guys that i work on the road and if i need to go in the studio i go downtown once i'm home i kind of try and step away from all that stuff and focus on 
kids and family and, and just kind of hanging out with them a little bit. There was a picture on your Instagram of you because, and we'll talk about it in a second, but I'm a, you're recording new music, right? Yes. You've, you're in. You're, are you almost done or are you just starting? No, we're just starting. We, we, went, we went in this week and uh, I think we cut about eight songs um, just because we got time. I mean, we're not doing anything else and typically we're trying to squeeze those sessions in when we're off the road and things like that. But, uh, you know, we just kind of had some time to go in there and knock it out. So we went in and did a couple sessions this week. Jason's song, Got What I Got, will be number one this week. Play a little bit of that for me, Ray. When I got what I got, I like, for my vibe, this is my favorite song you put on in a long time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's different. I think um, I think over the course of my career, you know, we've kind of gone from the the hick towns and she's countries to all those things to kind of being, you know, having songs like You Make It Easy and things like this that, um, I don't know, just uh, I think are a little more grown up maybe. And uh, it's just really cool. I mean, I think music is, is kind of a cool thing because I think it kind of gives you insight to where, a lot of times, you know, that particular artist is in, in their life or whatever, and, and I think this song is, is one of those things that kind of represents that for me. I just got engaged. Pretty happy about that. How did you propose to your wife? Uh, well, congratulations, by the way. Thank I you. sent you an Instagram message and congratulated you over there. I don't know if you saw that, but um, I thought that was really cool. But for us, we were I was on tour. I was out in... Uh, in California, and um, my wife is a huge animal lover. Like, any kind of animal, she loves it. So one of the, I guess, maybe the best zoo in the U.S. is the San Diego Zoo. So I kind of set up a private tour of, of the San Diego Zoo, and, you know, and it kind of was was just like that. I mean, I just proposed to her. We went and, and did, like, a, a private tour of the zoo. She got to pet elephants and all this stuff that's like her favorite animal and and so uh that was kind of my thing pretty romantic you know the zoo but uh, <laughs> listen the romance is what's important to the person yeah so that's her thing so i figured that was cool and um and and actually we had we had met in san diego so originally so um so it was just yeah it was just kind of a cool place for us and you know does she have tattoos she does she's got a few uh, but they're pretty small. Like hers are, are really small. She has, you know, some on her arm. She's got one right here on her wrist. But when your guy comes to your house to tattoo you, does she hop in? Yeah, she got one last time. Actually, she got uh, Memphis and Navy's like a little thing with their name on it. Um, but you know, she she likes to do it. She's chickened out a couple times too, though. She she's had it. You know, for anybody that's ever had them, they they kind of put the sticker on first and peel it off and to give them a reference. So she got to that point, and the needle was about to go in, and she's like, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. So it's like right at the last minute she pulled out. and and uh, But this last time she actually she got one. How old were you the first tattoo you got? Um, I was probably 19 or 20. Of age. Yeah, and I went, you know, but I went into the, to the tattoo place, a place called the Ink Wizard in Macon, Georgia, and... Uh, no idea what I wanted, really, and I just, but I wanted a tattoo, so I walked in. They had all this stuff on the wall, and I'm like, "Give me that one," you know. And it was a, it was a pit bull with these like glowing green <laughs> eyes that I had for a long time, and then eventually I got it covered up. So now, if you see, like I had the sun that's kind of black in the middle, that's a cover up. So that used to be a pit bull. <clears throat> it used to be a pit bull, yeah. <laughs> and uh, if the sun hits it just right now, you can kind of still see the outline, but. <laughs> 
but it, it was pretty bad. Jason Aldean's here. Um, you got four kids, and a lot of the pe- folks on the show here have kids. The big debate within us is when do you give your kids a cell phone? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think the age that my kids, my older kids got them was probably around 12. Um, but it's also, you know, I'm divorced, so they live with their mom, you know, most of the time. And, and uh, you know, for me, it was just I wanted to have a way to, you know, for them to be in touch and be able to text them and call them and, and do all those things. So I think everybody's, you know, probably a little different situation. But, um, you know, I, th- I think it depends on, on what your situation is. But for, for us, I think it was around 12. What about the babies now? Just now, just throw it at them and let them go play the game. Yeah, they just come. They just come take my phone now and just run around the house. And uh, Navy's the worst, man. We call her the bandit because if you leave anything sitting around, she's going to grab it, and it's going to end up in the trash and the toilet. I mean, have you had to pull anything out of the toilet? Um, I think I've had to pull a phone out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Do you just clean it and go about your day, or no? Yeah. It goes in the trash, and I go to Verizon and grab another one. Man. Thank, thank God for iCloud. Uh, I have your top streaming songs here. What do you think your biggest, your most streamed song is? Period. Most streamed song? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would, I would say probably Dirt Road Anthem. And number two is Dirt Road Anthem, 2011. When this song hits. Because again, it was a bit of you, ta- you taking a risk and going, "This is different. Right. It's who I am." But this is it's a bit different. When that song caught and had real traction, were you like, "Oh boy, my career is on a whole different plane now"? I think we ended. You know, it's funny because I think when it's happened, you don't really understand what's going on. I mean, I think you you feel like, "Oh man, that's a you know, song's getting played a lot and it's getting a big reaction," and um, you know, you you can kind of feel the momentum starting to. To shift, but I think it, when it's going down, I don't think you realize like how big the song, you know, how big the song was gonna end up being. So um, th- there was definitely a different vibe around that song, though. I mean, there was a few of them. That one and she's country, and um, you know, some of those kind of songs that just it was just a different, a different vibe. And uh, but you know, Dirt Road Anthem was one of those songs that after a while just kind of took on a life of its own. And I think it was so different than anything else that was out at the time. Uh, it just really kind of made that song stand apart and, and um, you know, obviously became, you know, one of the career-type songs for, for us. Your number one song is? Burning It Down. Nope. Burning It Down <laughs> is at number five. Good try, good try. From 2014. Now this, when Burning It Down came out, this was like a switch up on your sound, too. You talk about changes. Yeah. I mean, when this song came out, I was like, that wasn't really what I was expecting from Aldine, but I like it, but yeah. it, it was different. That, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, we're we're ten album. We're about to. We just started cutting the tenth album, and you know, I think it, there comes a point where, you know, you're you're making records. You're making one every, you know, year and a half, two years, putting it out, and and um, you know, I think you you kind of have to find ways to change it up a little bit. My thing was always, you know, I always wanted to to stay true to what it was that I did. I always wanted to love the music and want to go out and play it, and and have it be uh, things that I enjoy, but. At the same time, it's like I also had a ton of different influences. So, uh, and and I felt like there was times where I hadn't really had a chance to to show off some of those influences. So when a song like that came along, you know, burning it down, it was like kind of this R and B uh, R and B feel to it that we really hadn't put out on a record. That it was like, all right, well, this is cool and different, and you know, I don't feel like we're putting the same record out, you know. And and I think same kind of thing happened with uh, 
You Make It Easy and, and some of those songs too. You know, it's just, you get a chance sometimes to, when you find those songs, it works for what you do and, and it's also allows you to show a different side of, of your music. And, and I think Burning It Down was, was a big one that, that allowed us to do that. We still haven't hit the number one song. The number one most streamed Jason Aldean song is... You Make It Easy? That's it. There we go. One. You ever get pulled over and the cop comes up and goes, let me see your ID, and you hand him the ID and it says Jason Aldean, and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've had to give him my license before, it, but, you know, it's, uh, some guys have no clue, you know, it's it's kind of like, you're just hoping for, like, some, like, kind of redneck cop that likes country <laughs> music, you know, <laughs> so I've gotten some that are like, license registration, here's your ticket, and then there's other ones that are like, are you... I'm like, yeah, I'm him. He's like, oh, cool, man. Love your stuff. Slow down. Have a good day. I'm like, my man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we've talked about this a little bit, but you have uh, a record label now. You're like, you're the, yeah. you're the king dingling your own record label. <laughs> yeah. It's Night Train Records, right? Yeah, Night Train. It's um, it's kind of a co-venture or, you know, uh, whatever they call it, a junior or something uh, for uh, Broken Bow Records, who's my record company that I've been with forever. And, um, you know, it was something I always kind of wanted to do. And um, I had an opportunity to sign Tyler Farr, and who's one of my best friends. And and um, and I'd already produced a couple songs on him when he, when he had his previous record deal. And I loved being in the studio with him. I thought it was, was a lot of fun. And uh, I thought we cut some really cool stuff. So I had a chance to sign him. And we signed him. And uh, we actually are in the process of signing uh, our next artist another artist we got named john morgan who's great and so yeah it's kind of a new thing you know but it's something i always wanted to get into and and uh it's been fun what's your advice got a lot of folks that listen to this and i do a music podcast they're constantly like what are these guys who are running labels especially the artists who used to be or and still are but who used to be in that brand new stage like what do i need to do to cut through whenever it's not working for me right now you know i don't know that's a hard question you know um because I feel like in this business, it's hard for people to put their finger on, you know, what it is that, that sets people apart. Um, you know, it's just for me, it's just something like you hear it and you see it. You know, I think it's, you know, in an artist, I mean, it's it's confidence when you walk in a room. It's, um, you know, it's guys who their voice doesn't sound like everybody else. Like there's something just really kind of different and unique about the voice and and songs. I mean, you know, I, I think some people have a great ear for songs and, uh, you know, a knack for writing great songs. Um, so you can have the best voice in the world, but if you don't know how to pick songs that that it makes it translate, I mean, it's not really going to work. So I think it's just a combination of a lot of different things. And, um, you know, and it's, it's hard, man. That's why when you find somebody that kind of has all those things, uh, it's kind of a special artist, you know, because you have guys that are great singers or, uh, you know, guys that look great. You know, it's like artists that are you know, genetically gifted, you know, whatever. They're really beautiful people, but uh, for Thank some you. reason, Thank you. you know, you. I'm glad you picked up on that. I was talking <laughs> about you. Um, but, you know, it's just sometimes it's just having all those things that, that are, um, that all kind of go hand in hand, you know, and and um, obviously the, the voice and the songs are what's going to make the most difference. And if you can kind of piece that together, uh, you know, I think that's that's the thing. Jason Aldean is here. I was looking at your Instagram, which I often do. 
I'm just in love with you. And there was a picture <laughs> of the entire family, like a Christmas card picture. Is that yeah. the picture for, for the Christmas card? Maybe. Um, it's a great picture, yeah, by the way. Yeah, well, part of it. Um, <laughs> so my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, got married at our house last weekend. So we had his wedding there. And, you know, it's rare that I'm ever in a suit or dressed up, period. So... Britt, of course, wants to take a lot of pictures. We had the kids, you know, they were, Memphis had a suit on, and and so she was like, let's get a picture for Christmas cards. We're like, all right. So one picture, Navy's looking, she's doing great, and Memphis is, you know, falling out of Britt's arm. She's trying to hold him. And the next picture, Memphis is looking, he looks great, and Navy's got the back of her head to the camera. So it's like... <laughs> and that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it was like, all right, well, maybe we'll just do like a two-sided card, and you can... You know, get a chance to see both kids. But we took a Christmas picture last year in front of a Christmas tree, and Memphis had that same pose where he was, like, falling. He just gets over it. He's like, all right, I've given you, like, 30 seconds. Now I'm, I'm ready to get out and go play. And that was that was kind of what was going on there. I was looking at your wife's Instagram, and Troy Aikman wrote a comment. You know Troy Aikman? Yeah. He's a friend of yours? Yeah. How cool is that? Pretty cool. I mean, growing up and, and just being a sports fan, I mean, Troy was one of the, you know, he's one of the legends of the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And, and so I've had a chance to to, uh, to hang out with him a little bit here and there. He actually did a uh, throws a benefit at his at his house out in Texas. And a couple of years ago, me and my band went out and played it. It's like in his garage and he transforms his garage into this really cool event. And uh, we had a chance to go play it. And it was it was really cool. Who? When you look at your friends, because I have a couple of these too, where I'm like, I can't believe this person is my friend now because I thought they were awesome as a kid. Right. Who do you have that you could just call that you still go, this is pretty cool that I can call this person because I always looked up to what they did or, or. Chipper Jones, probably. And I've gotten to be like really, really close with Chipper over the years. And But growing up in Georgia, I mean, he played for the Braves. I mean, he was Mr. Atlanta Braves for all those years. And um, I watched him from the time the Braves drafted him. He came to. Macon, my hometown, and, and played for the Macon Braves for a while in the minor leagues, and I went to see him there and watched him play his whole career and, and got to be friends with him, you know, when I got a little bit older. And, um, you know, and now he's somebody I talk to quite a bit, you know, so um, that that's one that's still kind of weird. I was looking at your Instagram story. You were in Target because I, I play video games a little bit. I play yeah. NBA 2K21. I play a little football, you know, a little Call, a little call of Duty. And you were, I think you were on an aisle. You were kind of looking at the, the – the headset of the games, and you had mentioned something about gaming, and two things I thought is you just walk around Target and everybody's cool, and then secondly, are you playing a lot? Yeah, so I, so to answer the Target question, I go to Target all the time. There's one by our house, so I think everybody's kind of used to seeing us in there now. But you had a mask on, too. I bet yeah, the mask is, is a great. big thing for you. I was going to say, the mask has been great. You can kind of go wherever now, but... Um, but yeah, so me and a, a few friends, I play Call of Duty a lot. You play with Kane? I play with Kane some... Um, so Kane was the one that was like, man, you got to start streaming live. So I've been trying to get all my stuff together to start streaming live. And, um, I'm like, man, I'm playing anyway. I'm playing with you. I might as well get on there and stream and, you know, kind of get a little more interactive with fans and stuff. I just never know what to say. Like, I'm like, look at that. Made it. I just, (laughs) well, that's why you play with somebody. Cause then you can kind of bounce back and forth, you know, have some banner with some other people. So, um, I got a, a friend of mine from Georgia that I, that I, play with sometimes and dj silver who's on the road with me all the time he's he's one that gets on there and he never shuts up so it's great <laughs> because you never have any dead space he's always talking so he, he's good for for uh, getting on there with 
you find that you're closer because I have found because Eddie and I play all the time. We have other friends that I've were, was disconnected with for years, but now we're extremely close again because we're on a headset and we're playing. And there's a genuine <coughs> rekindling of a friendship that happens. Yeah, I mean, one of my, like I said, one of my best friends from Georgia that I grew up with, and I, I mean, I've I've stayed in touch with him over the years for sure. But um, but you know, we'll go a couple months and not talk to each other, or whatever. Now it's like. You know, three or four days a week, we get in there about 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock at night and, you know, play online for a couple hours and just kind of get to hang out, yeah, even cool. even though it's talking. So it's uh, it's definitely allowed me to do that as well. Well, my final question for you is what's what's going on with the new music? I think people want to know. Give me a little tidbit here that you haven't given out yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, not much, man. I mean, we um, we just went in the studio this week. We, you know, typically we're, we're trying to you know, cut sessions when we have a break here and there on, on the road, but we haven't been on the road since March. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, man, we're, we're here. We got time. Uh, you know, we, we got a few songs that we want to go in and cut. Let's just try to, to get a jump on it. And and so we went in this week and cut eight songs. And, um, That's you know, a lot. Yeah. Eight songs is a lot. So, yeah, so I'll go in. I'll go in in November. We'll sing it. We just tracked everything this week, so I'll go sing everything. In November, and um, you know, we'll basically have like half a record done, and and we'll go back in and, and probably do another session maybe in January, and and so um, you know, we're looking at sometime in probably March. It'll be probably all done. I don't know when it'll come out, but it'll be sitting there waiting, you know, in the can. So um, right now, we're just kind of focused on when we get to go back and, and start playing live shows and and things like that. So. Um, you know, it's just we we got so much time on our hands. It's just trying to figure out things to do to make the best use out of our time right now. I think. Which song? And we'll really end on this one. I like. Which song did you hear? And you go, I don't know if that one's for me. But then it turned out to be a big smash for you, and you're like, dang, I, I was kind of wrong about that at first. Uh, big Green Tractor. Big Green Tractor. You talking about over yeah, the years? Over the years. Yeah. Big Green Tractor was the one. I mean. Yeah. You ever heard this before? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but we play it, he's stunned. What the? <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like a little tongue in cheek, which I typically kind of stay away from those kind of songs. Um, and it was cool, you know. I mean, I, I thought it was cool. David Lee Murphy was one of the writers on that. And it was kind of one of those that I was like, man, there's something cool about it. But, you know, I just, I don't know. And uh, my producer was the one that was like, kind of talked me into to cutting it. And even when we cut it on the and put it on the album, like I didn't, I didn't think that it would be a single at that point. So, um, and to this day, it's been it's been my longest reigning number one. I think it was at number one for four weeks. It's the only song I've ever had to stay there for four weeks. So, what do I know? You know, <laughs> listen, there he is. That's why I'm a, not the producer on my own records, guys. Gonna have a number one song this week. Got a new record label. When you get your other guys signed, you bring them up. We'll put them on. I'd love to, man. Yeah, He's great. And. Uh, Got new music coming out next year. Jason, good to see you as always. Congratulations. Always love it when you stop by. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. All right, there he is. Jason Aldean. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Over the last decade, Grandpa Ron, as the students call him, has volunteered thousands of hours every year to be with local school children. But it wasn't until classes moved online due to COVID-19 that Ron Jacobson really realized his legacy. That legacy reached far deeper than being a school volunteer. He had become a treasured friend. Those students were just missing him. They were missing the contact, the hugs he would give them. Back in March 2020, Jacobson had already logged 900 volunteer hours at a local school in Roland, Washington. The school received so many requests for him 
that they added his contact information to the school's online directory, allowing students to keep in touch with him. So they all have his information because he's in the directory. And then all during the pandemic, the students have been emailing him, sending him letters, walking outside his home. And they're even going and saying, hey, we're going to walk your dog for you. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because of a service to the community, the VFW has honored him, too. He's a Vietnam vet by naming him a spokesperson for their campaign, hashtag still serving. So love that. Love he was already volunteering. And then those kids, that's cool of them, too. So cool. I hope my kids are like that. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is now time for the big story. Let's go. Bobby's Big Story. Three out of ten children... Under seven, own a smartphone. Whoa, that's crazy. Whoa, is that real? Necessary. Parents said they made the purchase because their kids asked, or they did it to help keep the little ones entertained. Mm. It's also a necessary communication tool that keeps them safe. The results also showed that most parents agree the absolute longest you should wait before giving your kid a smartphone is 11 years because of after school activities, and that's when they start hanging out with friends and they need to communicate with the parents. That being said, we got two parents in here. Eddie's kid's 13. Correct. No phone. Amy's is 13. What is 12? Mine's 12. 12. No phone. Mine's no 13. Phone. Yeah. She's getting one soon, but I don't know. But you're struggling with it? I'm struggling with which one to get. I think we, we don't know what to buy. But. Three of 10 under seven years old, though. That's How do you cr- feel about that? It's terrible. And the fact that, that they said the reasoning is that they asked. Yeah. Like, if I bought everything my kids asked for, I'd have no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, and we got around just fine as kids with after-school activity and no phone. You can't do that, We had no phone. We did do that, But we didn't. We had no phone. Okay. And then the, our parents before that yes. were like, they, yeah, they got around school. without cars. We got along fine without electricity and shelter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But I remember in seventh grade when I was begging for a pager. <laughs> and they were like, we got a long time without our drug right. deals. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bobby's other story. Sleeping 10 to 12 hours is really bad for you. Oh. Experts say that too much sleep is even worse than too little sleep because of brain fog and grogginess. When you reach that tipping point of about 10 hours, you're more lethargic. You are not as alert. You're also significantly more sluggish and your motor skills aren't as sharp. Your body was designed to be in an upright position. Laying down for that long is bad for your internal organs as well. I tell you, I love 10, 12 hours of sleep. Do you get that often? No, but I love it when I do get it. I also don't get cheesecake often, but I love it when I get it too. (laughs) Participants who slept 10 plus hours a night were more prone to injuries, headaches, and brain fog. Mm. Crazy. Can you pull off 10 hours if you need to? No. I, not, I don't know that it's possible. I mean, kids or no kids. I mean, it's just not possible with kids. But you even if up? I could, yeah, my body doesn't. <laughs> wow. Oh. I don't know the last time I've slept 10 hours. I can sleep for about seven and then I wake up naturally. But then I can make myself go back to sleep. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I, in my mind, that counts as 10. Yeah. yeah. Or a full awesome. night and a nap before the day even gets started. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> Let's do the segment where we remind our listeners that some songs are still the jam, even if you haven't heard them in a while. And I'm going to lead this segment with Craig Morgan, International Harvester. Hold on, hold on, let me get back to my favorite part. 
I'm an international harvester. Come on, did you forget that song yeah, with the jam? I, yes, I forgot it. I forgot. was on a farm in Virginia this past weekend, and Caitlin was on set with me for a few days, and she was doing hair and makeup because you can't get on set unless you have a job because mm-hmm. of COVID. And so I was like, okay, you just do hair and makeup. <laughs> And so I'm driving these tractors and combines, and I would get off, and she would go, Because you're an international harvester. And I said, You know that song? And she goes, Yeah, I know every single word to it. So I went back to the hotel that night, and she sang every word, and I recorded it. You're like, I love you. And she, she's, she goes, You know? She started listening to Craig Morgan's songs. And she did, um, she also, one of her favorite songs of all time is, That's What I Love About Sundays. Oh, yeah. She's like, She knows every word to that one. And we started going down the Craig Morgan list. She goes, I guess I'm a Craig Morgan stan. I know every song mm. of his. So Is that what you posted about? You said she knows all the words? Yeah. Yes. Is it Craig Morgan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to every song. So funny to me. Almost Home, she can sing that entire song. You remember that song? <laughs> no. Where it's the homeless guy and he's almost home. They wake him up and he was like almost back home living with his family. It's so sad. And it was like, oh man, you woke me up. I was almost home. She knows all the words. Every word? I sent Craig Morgan a voice memo the other day because that's what I love about Sunday came on. We were in Arkansas. She was singing it so hard, and I pushed record, and she was in it. That's what I love about Sunday. <laughs> and I sent it to him and just pushed send, and I was like, this is what's happening in my car right now. <laughs> and he was like, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my reminder. A song that is still the jam, Craig Morgan, International Harvester. Amy? I would go Lone Star, Mr. Mom. Been crazy all day long, and it's only Monday, Mr. Mom. You forget that it's a jam, and then it really is. Amazed. When I think of Lone Star, it goes right to Amazed. Right. It starts yeah, but with Amazed stop. is good. Like, I don't think you need to remember that it's good. No, it's no, good. but I'm saying I don't remember because Amazed blocks me. Oh, gotcha. There's a big old wall that says Amazed. Mm-hmm. I can't get past that. Eddie, what's yours? Okay, so mine's not like an upbeat jam or whatever, but thanks to Sam Hunt for, I think he remade it. Uh, She's Every Woman by Garth. She'll rage Dude, just like so this good. was You're right. one of my favorite songs for a long, long time, and then I just forgot about it. Me too. This is so good. I'm glad you brought this up, because I forgot about it too. And then when I hear it, I'm like, I'm so stupid, I should be listening to this more. <laughs> Turn it up, right? In LA, and every town along the way, and she's every place that I've never been. She's making love on rainy nights. She's a stroll through Christmas lights. And she's everything I want to do again. Just such a jam. Oh, Eddie, you win. <laughs> she needs no explanation. That's good. <laughs> so good. Because it all makes perfect sense. Come on, Bones, take it. This is yours, Eddie. When it comes down to temptation Amy? She's on both sides of the fence Hey, dude, that's a jam. It's a jam. I yeah, know. Good job. Thank you. And you didn't interrupt me during a National Harvester, so I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> I didn't oh, interrupt I you. I'm waited so for sorry. you to invite me, I think. <laughs> uh, Lunchbox, what is yours? Man, this song, I mean, it came and you heard it everywhere and it went away so fast and I don't know why. Guys, we need to remember... What does a fox say? This is one of those viral songs. <laughs> yes. That is so good. 
Is it good though? Like it makes you smile. Every single person in here smiled when this song came on. Because it was your I'm pick. I'm shocked. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you picked that we all need to remember. It was a jam. You know, he did meet expectations. <laughs> Here's another one. And mostly it's just when Caitlin randomly sings country songs. Do you guys remember Josh Grayson, Nothing to Lose? Let's see. Morgan, you do? Yeah, I do. This is a jam. I know. It's like reminding <laughs> people about jams. It's like, break a break, break a one. Oh, break a break a break one nine. Yeah. Break a break a one nine. Yeah. She's a bomb in her mouth. Yeah. Forgot about this one. Good stuff. I forgot about it. Thank you for reminding us. Nothing to lose. Is Josh Grayson still around? Do we know? No. You still in town? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Morgan, did you have one for the segment? Yeah, I do. What's yours? It's not a country song, though. What is it? It doesn't have to be. I was trying to find workout songs, and this popped up in like a throwback, and it's Timber by Pitbull. Yeah. That's a jam. Timber! Yeah, and Kesha. You remember yeah. she came in and was like, I have a song that I can't tell you guys about you're going to love with Pitbull. No. You remember that? When was that? It was right before Timber came out. In here? Yeah. Not in this studio. Yeah, she came here. Kesha's Kesha. never been in this yeah. studio. she has. No, she hasn't. Are I you have sure? I've never met Kesha. No. Kesha. Okay, and who like, does she do this with? Maybe it was someone that produced it. Eddie, oh. we didn't even live here when this song came out. Uh, I'll carry what on. I said did nothing. did we just move here? <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, something happened. I, I know, was I, it at iHeart Festival and no. she was backstage in I Vegas? I think Kesha came in. Yes, she was here, guys. No, I'm I, 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 no, 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 hold on, hold on. I think Kesha came in because she was in that big fight with uh, some record guy and we brought her in because I think she lives here. I mean, Bones, I, I could, she's never crazy. been on this show. I have a clip of me interviewing her in Las Vegas. I'm watching her right I remember now. That. But she's never been in the studio. Hmm. I mean, I, I went swimming I think that's with her. where, yes, now I'm picturing I've seen, yes, I remember seeing her in Vegas and being like, <laughs> oh, wow, this is the first time I've seen Kesha in person. Yeah, we flew but on the same plane. Away. I remember that, but for some reason in my mind, I see her in this studio talking to us about <laughs> I got this kind of country song coming out. Well, Timber's like not country. It's well, yeah. going down. It's I'm going yelling Timber. Just because you're in the woods. <laughs> Ray, do you have a song you want to add to this? Yeah, I was listening to the local station here in Nashville and they just randomly played it in the afternoon and I was kind of driving in the country watching airplanes. Gary Allen. Oh, such a good song. <laughs> watching airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, jam. This is really is a jam. Gary yeah. Allen had some great songs. Whenever he did, uh, it's hard for me to sing a song when other one's playing. Whenever he did, um, Storm. Yeah. Every e- yeah. Every runs runs out of rain yeah. just like ever. Yeah, jam too, man. Woo. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Michael Rooker. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, man. How you doing? How? How's the vocals? Should I uh, turn it down or something, or what's up? No, you sound great, man. Never heard anybody sound better, actually. Oh, well, there you have it. Okay. We were uh, talking about before you came out what we all knew you from, because you've been in so many things. For me, it's The Walking Dead. Merle in The Walking Dead, such an iconic character. Uh, Amy, for you, it's... Oh, for sure, Walking Dead. Yeah. Lunchbox? Days of Thunder. 
Eddie, you too. Oh, Rowdy Burns, Days of Thunder, man. Hey, who is Days it? of Thunder. There you go. Whenever you're out and about, are you recognized by different types of people because of the different roles that you've had? I I, I hardly get recognized. What? No, I'm, I'm teasing. They, no, I'm, te- I'm teasing. They, people recognize me a lot uh, from uh, either Guardians of the Galaxy, The Walking Dead is a lot. Uh, I get recognized from Walking Dead a lot, and uh, Days of Thunder still. Depends on where I'm at for Days of Thunder. I did a bunch of uh, Days of Thunder commercials last year, and so uh, people uh, recognize me from that, uh, from NASCAR and uh, Days of Thunder. Yeah. So you're on talking about the new movie that's out today called Love and Monsters. So you can get it today. It's on video on demand, digital purchase. Um, so now that movies, because of Corona, are being put out digitally, how'd you feel about that? Would you have rather held on to the movie and have it come out when theaters are open again in six months or so full or just put it out now so people can get it immediately? Well, you know, that's not my choice and decision. So I just I basically I get hired. I go and I do the job and then I leave. I, I have no uh, no uh, uh, um, choice in the in the matter. Uh, I I think. Uh, the uh, the digital uh, 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 stuff. I mean, they really need a lot of um, uh, they need a lot of stuff. So our movie will will lend itself very well to that uh, that uh, that type of thing. Tell me about Love of Monsters. What is it about? Well, it's uh, it's based uh, uh, after a uh, an apocalyptic event, so to speak. I mean, we have. Uh, a, a, a giant asteroid coming to Earth. We blow it up, uh, but in doing so, we we have there's repercussions. Uh, there's some sort of fallout causes all the uh, all of the invertebrates and uh, 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 like cold blooded creatures to morph into giant monsters, and uh, the, uh, all the humans who are left on Earth retreat underground. So we retreat into these little bunkers and we stay underground. Some people choose to stay above ground. I was one of those folks. Uh, me and my little partner, uh, Ariana, we we um, we have chosen to stay above ground, and uh, and we've been devastated uh, by the 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 monsters. Basically, they filled off all of our loved ones. And so we're we're basically survivors above ground, and uh, um, other people are survivors underground. So, love and monsters out today. You can buy it or at home. My favorite thing about Corona is I can watch not watch movies at home because I don't like going to the theater anyway. Dude, not only that, you can watch it two or three times. Yeah, you for know, the same price. Hang out. You can pause it actually and go get some food and come back and finish watching it. Uh, you're in the new Fast and Furious F9. What it's supposed to come out May May of next year. Is it true that movie's going into space? Did you go into space? I, I can't tell you anything about that movie. Whether I've gone into space or I'm um, I'm an uh, earthbound human. I'm I, I do my best work with my feet on the ground. So uh, is that a hint? It's a pretty good one. You know, yeah. speaking of your feet on the ground, you're like the ultimate apocalypse guy. Like if, if crap's going down, it seems like they need you for their shows or movies. <laughs> so is that a, a role that you early on were like, that's what I'm going to be? Or did you kind of get put there based on your acting skills? I was probably put there based on my own skills. Because if there's, if there's crap going down, you better come to my house. But you better be nice about it. What was your background in acting? I'm sure it wasn't learning how to be a villain in a lot of great, great movies. Like, what was the goal as you were a kid? 
You know what? I I, I, I wasn't an actor when I was a kid. I, uh, you know, um, I, I didn't get into acting until I was in my mid-20s. Um, and I, uh, I went to a, a school called the Goodman School of Drama. It was a very uh, a well-known, uh, very respected theater school. And I, uh, I got most of my training, all of my training there. And, uh, and uh, from there, I went on to theater. I did theater for about four or five years, and I got into TV and eventually in the film, into the film business more than television. So, Well, in real life, I'd like to have you by my side. You're also a black belt in karate, right? I, I did Aikido and Judo mainly, but I, I study uh, karate now. I I'm, uh, do a, a, a form called Kyokushin. It's kind of a, a full-on contact, full contact stuff, um, but not. I, I tell people all, all the time that it's full contact, but it's not full power. You know, if you do full power every time you go train, you, you wouldn't be training a lot. You'd be too, you'd be too sore to, to do anything, anything else. But uh, we have a good time in the dojo still. Yeah. You ever have to whoop anybody's butt in real life? I grew up fighting pretty much in my whole neighborhood. So, nice. uh, I, I tried my best to whip their butt. Sometimes <laughs> I got my butt whipped. <laughs> okay, everybody check it out. I, I think this is a movie that I'm going to check out, Love and Monsters, Michael Rooker. Uh, it's really been great talking to you. Such a fan of your work, and I hope that this, this uh, weekend release is massive for you. So thanks for the time. I, I do, too, guys. What a great uh, – I've listened to your show now a couple times in preparation for the for the interview and i love it thank you very much for all the great music and i'm a big country uh, country music fan so um, i'm i'm down for it all right Mike, good, good to talk to you good luck bye-bye guys. bye-bye flashback friday 2009 let's go flashback friday 2009 was living in austin texas doing pretty good we i started to you know use my own money to figure out how to syndicate a radio show and everybody told me that there's no way you don't syndicate a show out of Austin. You also don't syndicate it that way, but we, we were on it. We were doing pretty good. Four years later, we ended up moving to Nashville, but 2009 was a good year for me. Uh, the biggest country song that year was Small Town USA. Here's Small Town USA. By Justin Moore. Yeah. yeah. Give me a Saturday night, my baby by my side. Yeah. The biggest pop song is Owl City Fireflies. Cause I get a thousand hugs from a thousand lightning bugs. Wow, that was a jam. Oh. Was it though? Yes. No. Some yes. people thought it was a big jam. I, when it was on the radio, I turned it up. And it was on the radio a lot. A yes. lot. The biggest news story, the Balloon Boy hoax took over the country. <laughs> I was just glued to the TV watching this balloon fly over with a kid in it. That guy's kid was in the balloon. They couldn't control it. They were just chasing it. The news was chasing it. Authorities confirmed the balloon reached 7,000 feet during its 90-minute flight. Balloon boy. And it turns out after they got into the balloon, the kid was in the attic hiding the entire time. <laughs> they didn't even know if the kid did, if the dad made the kid hide up there. and they, I don't know if they, know if they ever knew. So there you go. That's today. Flashback Friday. Yeah. Flashback Friday. Amy, what's going on this weekend? Mm, just at the house. My dad will come over. That's probably the highlight of my weekend because it's the highlight of his. It makes me so happy to see him break loose from his assisted living place for a little bit. But just at the house. What about you? Batesville, Arkansas, baby. Yeah. Going to shoot my Nat Geo show in Arkansas. The Razorback game is tomorrow at 2. And I hate when the game's on while I'm shooting. Because I honestly, I'm not fully in mm-hmm. the shoot. You can't tell him halt production for a little bit? No, and... 
Caitlin keeps my phone, and we have signs. Thumbs up, thumbs down. She does a kick if it's a field goal. Oh, that's cl- tough. We have a thing, and I'm watching her from mm. across. Cause Smart. She's now allowed on set. With COVID protocol, nobody that doesn't have a job can't be on set. We have a max. <laughs> but now she is hair and makeup officially, so she comes and does hair and makeup. That's awesome. Well, she just puts a little powder on. And then that's my hair chick, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> that's cool. And then she gets back on her computer and she has to work her job while she's out there doing Dang. it. So we're gonna be Hustling. in Batesville, Arkansas. Um, which would be fun. It'd be fun to go to Arkansas. Last week we played a round of guest and narrator with a caller. I want to play you one more clip that I didn't play. See if you guys can name this is from Audible. See if you can guess who this narrator is. Here you go. I read this once about fire, and it rings so true to me. Fire can give wings of courage, compassion, and devotion. Fire is obstinate and heady and absolutely not subtle. It is seen as the force burning inside us, giving us an iron willpower to go for our goals. Can you name that voice? Yeah. Yes. You Shania- can. Y'all yes. can? Yeah. Uh-huh. Shania Twain. Yeah. That's Shania oh. Twain. The clues were going to be the Canadian superstar sold over 100 million records. She's called the queen of country pop. Oh. But you got it then? Uh, well, I mean, after you give me the hints, yes, but I had Sarah Palin. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I have no idea why. She kind of has that accent a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For everyone listening, it's a great time to join Audible if you're an Amazon Prime member. For a limited time, Prime members now get 50 bucks off their first year of an Audible Premium Plus annual membership. Get started at audible.com slash bobbybones. Also, sign up. You can read both of my books. I went to get that. I brought Amy a, a jewelry cleaner today. Because I went to Genesis Diamonds when I got my engagement ring and was there, worked with them. is fantastic. And the woman I was working with, she was. I, I went in to pick this jewelry cleaner up because she gave one to Caitlin and gave one to Amy. And she's a big fan of the show. And so I went in and she was like, you know my daughter? I think her daughter's 18. She was, they read your book Bare Bones for school. Oh, wow. really? It was like an assignment? Yeah. That's cool. I was like, what was that assignment? She goes, it was um, kind of a motivational assignment. And... Maybe a lot of kids at their school didn't come didn't come from a whole lot. And she was like, they read it as a class. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first book's called Bare Bones. But you can get that on Audible. So that's it. Uh, I have a new Bobby cast up, Lee Greenwood. God bless the USA. He's on. It's crazy to talk to him about how big that song has been for so long. We also talk about new music coming out this week. So check out the Bobby cast as well. We'll see you Monday. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.